0: You're listening to the God Centered Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard. But sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met, or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and our contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days, and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week, I'll interview a new guest, and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to the God Center Mom Podcast. I am sitting here in the guest room at my in-law's house with my mother-in-law, Rosemary McFadden, who so wonderfully has um, reared four children, three girls, one boy, that one boy being my husband, Bruce. And I really have wanted to have her on the show for a long time because her kids are wonderful, wonderful, godly people, adults, moms, and my husband is an amazing guy, and um, it just seems like my in-laws took time and really paid attention to how they were raising their kids and um, thought through, had some principles that they implemented, and kind of went against the grain of uh, traditional Christian parenting at the time. Now, I wasn't there. I didn't see how they did it, but I thought I would have my mother-in-law on, ask her questions about how she raised these children and what how she does the whole God centered mom thing. So welcome Rosemary to the God Center Mom podcast. Oh I'm glad we have a chance to talk. Yeah there's about how many grandkids nine grandkids in
1: this house nine <laughs> three not here.
0: Three in London or in England and uh of those nine eight are boys. So <laughs> quiet is really rare so far we've learned. All right well um Tell first of all, tell everyone where
1: did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Los Angeles. My father was a home builder, and we gradually moved further east. And I graduated from Arcadia High School.
0: Very, very cool. And uh, now, isn't there some story in you even being in Los Angeles that if there hadn't have been an earthquake, you wouldn't?
1: Oh, that's two generations two, back. Okay, that's my mother's. My mother's. Um, Mother, my grandmother, um, she met my grandfather right after the earthquake and fire of San Francisco because she was at Alvarado Christian Church sitting in the back seat, in the back row of the church, and a young man came in. People were coming into LA from San Francisco, so they invited him to sit with them, something they would never have ordinarily done. But over a course of a year or so, they met, I mean, they married and My mother was born uh, three years after that.
0: So we're a little bit thankful for the the earthquake. earthquake, (laughs) An earthquake can be a good thing sometimes. And in this case, we're thankful. And so uh, you and I were chatting about, you know, some of your principles in parenting. And uh, we kind of came up with a few. And one of those principles, you had done some reading back when you were a young mom. And you'd read a book that wasn't necessarily a Christian book. You said what was you don't even would you remember the oh, name of it
1: oh, about logical consequences yeah. yes
0: yeah so tell us about that what was your thinking with logical consequences
1: oh. you know i had the, some of the typical the typical problems of um a mother with three preschoolers so it just some it just gave some recommendations i didn't want to nag my children i didn't want to be on them all the time I just gave us gave some recommendations such as just if they don't pick up the toys just put them in a box and put it in the attic. Just uh deal with things without conflict in a number of ways so. I I did that.
0: You did a lot. So um mm-hmm. one is to if you know, I have that a lot. If they don't pick up the Legos, then I'm guys, I can't believe you left Legos all over again. I just picked up these Legos mm-hmm. and it's all these words, but it's not really training them to do anything. It's just me getting upset and them feeling bad but not really. So what other yeah. things did, did you try? Well
1: they also um I also learned how to let them resolve their own conflicts. Mm-hmm. And if 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 they were competing for a toy, I'd just say you just work this out. I'm gonna go cook dinner.
0: And so did it ever escalate where someone's hurting someone? I mean, you had so when you said three preschoolers a second ago, you had three close two together, apart, about
1: two years apart,
0: two yes. years apart from each other, and then eight years later you had your fourth. Right. So you really, at the time when it was the most chaotic, had the three
1: right.
0: young children, and right. so if they, you know, I know some moms may have really young kids, and they're like, oh, sure, let them work it out. That sounds good, but. I, they're so little; they don't even know how. Right. At what age did you did it work for you? And I started
1: as soon as I could. I mean, there are certain
0: certain rules. I mean, they couldn't hit or
1: or deal with things. So,
0: like how that. do you deal with that? Like with my boys, I say don't hit. We have, you know, if you hit, you have to go sit and have a quiet time. Yeah. But it, does it ever stop? I mean, I feel like <laughs> they just aren't learning to not hit. It just did. You have that issue? I mean, with girls, maybe. That there's I'm not the aggression separate them, right
1: but just tried I tried to not get emotionally involved in that
0: kind of thing, so I think that's huge. I get so emotionally wrapped up when they get start fighting, I start feeling angry and frustrated, and my emotions get wrapped up, but you were able to stay tried to stay out of it so how how did you emotionally separate yourself from getting caught up? Is it just how you're made, or is there something? You've learned to do that. Well, I think that first of all, you just try to decide that's what you're going to do.
1: So that's as kind of I'm going to do my best to got, not get emotionally involved in
0: the fight for this toy there. So you just decided I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. going to do my best,
1: and then I think also even when you have children that are little, um, it's best if you can start your day with prayer. If you can have prayer and Bible study in the morning, it sh- it affects your whole day.
0: Yeah. yeah, and the
1: whole day goes better. And I think everybody knows that. But still, even even knowing that, even when I know that and I missed, it makes a whole it makes a big difference. Yes. Just to start off the day with prayer and Bible reading, or um, devotional or whatever, and pray for each child and each situation. It's the best use of time. And it's the most fruitful thing to do, and it affects the whole the whole day.
0: And just to set that boundary, even in set that time, boundary. like Lord, please give me the ability to not get emotionally invested in my right. children's right. disagreements. Right? Yeah. Right. So that even plays out as they're teenagers, you know, or any conflict they have, yeah. you kind of stay out of.
1: Well, there are biblical gu- guidelines for for life in general, so that's where how we make the decision on on what's right and what is wrong, um, and being fair is is also a principle. But they have to they have to work out um, if they want to borrow something from each other, then that's something they have to deal with. I can't be in the middle of all those kinds of things. You borrowed it and you lost it, and I mean that kind of thing. I, you you work it out, and I think even today they know I'm not going to get involved. But they have to and work work their own
0: issues out. Well, and you've told me before when they when you do get in a situation where they come to you, then it kind of pits them against each other. Yeah, it make it escalates because they're trying to prove their case, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So if
1: if if you've got an issue and you borrowed something and you lost it, then you figure out what you're going to do about it. Mm. And I think it's – I don't think that they tend to um, come to me even now. They work, they work things out with each other. I yeah. don't think – I can't even think of a time anyone's come to me to fix something.
0: With each other. They kind with of just – on their own terms. Yeah. That's a, and that's yeah. a big deal. And sometimes as moms, there's a little bit of a wanting to feel important, mm-hmm. like a pride thing that, well, I want to feel like I'm valuable, even as probably – once your kids are out of the house, you kind of want to still have an attachment to your kids. And right, so right. there's probably some moms that are grown children that could benefit from that advice, you know, that it's not right. the best to get involved. Yes. And there's something else, another principle you kind of learned with that and with all your relationships with your friends, with your kids, is, is uh, regarding what you say about them.
1: Right, right. If I have an issue with one of my children, um, then I deal, I just deal with with it, with that child. Yeah. I don't go to all my other children, say so-and-so spent too mon- much money on that or so-and-so is not spending enough time with that particular child or whatever. Yeah. If I have a, if I have a concern and it's that big of a concern.
0: Um, Do you I'll, even go to that child though, if you see? It doesn't seem like you really overly involve I think, yourself.
1: I think they deal with their own issues very well yeah. without my getting involved. But if I for sure am not going to go to someone else in the family. If right. I, have to, I would not ever go to someone else and say, so-and-so is spending too much money on a car or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I can't believe she, this, and that, and, and the she other. That. no. Yeah. No. And even with friends, you know, you and I were I saying. Don't, yeah.
1: I don't go to my friends and say, oh, my kids, this and that. And it's very hard. Um, it's really hard to fix it. Once you say something, it's out there mm. and it gets back to them. And then they're mad. It's just, it's just better not.
0: Well, and we were talking this morning about what should we interview about and what should we talk about? Mm-hmm. And one of your daughters said, well, you should ask my mom about how she keeps her mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> so what in your head, that's yeah. one line you think once it's out there, you can't get it back.
1: Well, you can't, you can't. So if you, uh, it's better It's better to just have that principle that if I'm, if I haven't, if it's probably not my business if someone spends too much money for something, if I'm not paying for it, that's not my business. They're adults. Yeah. So I, I should not give a valuation on that or any, anything else. But um, I think that's just a, a decision that, that you make, that, these, that they're independent yeah and I pray for them pray they'll make good decisions but that's not my
0: so let's say even your your um oldest daughter had pointed out even with your husband or whatever even people in your family if they say something and rather than spouting off at them right away and just telling them exactly what you think you tend to keep your mouth shut well if it's a I think it's better
1: well in a marriage situation it's different than in a an right. adult child that's a whole different relationship right I find that it's better to get it worked out um, right away than to just harbor a, something in your heart and in your mind. Yeah. Say, you know, you
0: said this,
1: and I think we need to talk about it. It's just better to get...
0: And so did you do that, and, like, uh, would you go away from where the kids were and talk about it, or would you, in that moment, in front of the kids, say something? Well, I remember...
1: A piece of advice, I think my mother said it, is always get, get things worked out yeah, uh, right away. So uh, even in front of the kids? Depend on, it would kind of depend on what it is and okay. the whole situation. Yeah. Normally, if it's between, if it's, the kids are
0: not involved, then I, I don't think I'd get the kids involved in it. So regardless. you would, yeah, you would wait and you would just mm-hmm. bring mm-hmm. it up, but not let it go days and weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And I need to be honest. If I really want us to go to a particular event, if it really means a lot to me, uh, and I'm looking forward to it, and my husband's tired, that's. A common
0: kind of thing. <laughs> so, if I could really mean yeah. a lot. To well, me. he's a sur- he's a surgeon, yeah. so he's has yeah. a very full work so schedule. So I need to
1: be really honest. Like yeah. I'm
0: looking forward to
1: this event for two or three months. It means a whole lot to me that yeah. we go. Yeah, I need to be honest.
0: I can't just expect him to work on intuition. Yeah. Oh, I've learned that with your son. Yeah, I yeah. have to. If I tell Bruce, you know, I'd really like to stop when we're driving and stop at this place and check this. Yeah, on our road trip to California, mm-hmm. oh, it would be really important to me if we stop yeah. at these Cadillac, this Cadillac Ranch. Uh-huh. Well, Bruce would want to just keep going. Let's just get there. His checklist is.
1: You need to be honest, and you need you need. You just to, need to you to figure out. This yeah, is
0: really important to yeah. me that we do this. That yeah. I've been looking forward. They're to They're not going to know. And you don't
1: do it. You don't have something like that every day, right? So, um, rather than be disappointed that you didn't get to do it because someone didn't even he didn't even know that you cared. Yeah, right. So I think it things need to be. Um, So that's a way to prevent hurt. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that the key is um, what you're saying overall is to speak directly to the person involved in a situation. Mm -hmm. Don't speak about a person to someone who's not involved. You you said a good statement earlier. You said if you're you're not not,
1: part of the problem, you're not part of the solution. If you're not part
0: of the problem, you're not part of the solution. That's a really sticky statement of, Mm -hmm. okay, am I involved in this problem? Because I so often, I'm a justice person. Mm-hmm. So if I see wrong, I'm jumping right in there and I'm going to make it right. But that's not my business. That's this not my person. Pers-
1: we're talking about personal yeah. life. We're not talking about. Uh, international, uh, international justice. International no, no, no. no. Justice decisional. like I
0: see um in that person. Family. Or yeah, or just in a uh I I don't know, a nephew and a nephew. And they're fighting. I mean, maybe I. I would need to help, but maybe not. Maybe that's not my business. I don't need to worry about who's right, who's wrong. Right. If you're not part of the problem, you're not part of the solution. If you're, yeah. if you're taking care of two kids and, it, yeah. and you're responsible
1: for them. You don't want them to get hurt. Then, yeah. then, then it, it, it is your business. Right. Because uh, I have two grandkids I'm responsible for. Right. And nobody else is around. Then it is my, It's I am part of, I am into that.
0: And you, and, and even if they're gonna figure it out later, if they're being physically harmful, you have mm-hmm. to separate them. You do have yeah, to get involved, yeah. yeah. Right. But in an emotional situation where that person's fighting with that person, and then you jump in, Is then there, it causes a whole. It's a it whole, escalates. It escalates. Yeah, I think that's really wise advice. Really, really wise advice. So you to work it out, or else just you can either work it out together.
1: Or you should go and get a book and go to your own names.
0: And it works with our friendships when Mm -hmm. we try to jump into two friends are fighting. So then you get involved and people aren't going to trust you.
1: No. If If you're not into this problem. Yeah. If you were part of whatever the issue is. But if you're not, it's better just to stay out of
0: it. So good. Well, and you were telling me to kind of transition topics, too, is you had just been reading in Luke 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, How Jesus grew. Yeah, so there's a statement in Luke 2, and we even have this on a Seeds Family Worship CD. uh, Or maybe it's a um, Hide Him in Your Heart CD. It's a Mm -hmm. song that the kids would sing. Mm -hmm. It's a phrase. You want to say what it is? And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. In favor with God and man. So Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man.
1: Right, and in very general categories you can think of your own life your um, your spiritual life and it, things are kind of interwoven with each other your relationships your emotions your feelings that category and your um, intellectual life most of us like to learn things uh, most of my friends want to go learn about whatever all kinds of things and uh, physical life your exercise your health and um, all that's True for children and for adults, and I think we all need to grow in all of those our whole lives. Yeah.
0: yeah. So view them as four different areas: and wisdom, knowledge, and stature, your physical well-being, mm-hmm. and favor with God, your mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. side, and favor with your man, your relationships. And mm-hmm. and you've kind of found like if you keep you, have have all of them. Yeah. you keep them all in check and life mm-hmm. goes well.
1: Right, and I think as a parent too, you. The
0: physical needs of a child are the most
1: obvious. Um, if there's, a, if there's a, a, a problem or sports or health or
0: food. Everything, broken arms. Broken arms. Right? <laughs> the physical needs
1: are, and the emotional needs are, need to be are very important. Yeah. They're very sensitive to that. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're all in, into education and learning, whether in school or um, on trips or books or whatever, and um, spiritual life. Uh, I think certainly having certainly having a church family is important, but that's not there needs to make, be made sure that they're also
0: developing a relationship with God. Like, what would you? What did you do with your kids to make sure they had a personal relationship with God? Well, I, I'd like
1: to expose them one on one. To people who do mm. um, have people over, over adults or people older than they, and um, have them hear hear their story, mm. uh, or look for good places for them to go, good good play, it, a variety camps. Yes.
0: Um, did you it's ever have highest. like a force, like they have to do Bible study? And I've heard no, of I, different, different people saying, okay, you know, every morning it's part of your checklist. You well, have to have people, a quiet that time works
1: for some people.
0: Yeah, but you found more, I and think, that was kind of fit more your parenting is more modeling than training. I think I think they
1: need to. They certainly they they need to learn scripture. I think that's really important. How you do it, whether it's a wannas or whether it's church or whether it's uh, there some kind of independent thing. I think. Of, the Bible says, hide God's word in your heart. It says, study to so you show yourself approved unto God. Well, and that's how
0: your dad learned English, right?
1: Yeah, my dad my dad just memorized scripture all the time. He, and he read the Bible? All the time. But he did not become a believer until an adult, yeah. until he was an adult. And he, he just really appreciated. He appreciated the Bible. He wanted to hide it. And I think that was an influence to me. Yeah. I think my parents, they really... Loved the Bible. Mm. And they also cared about their church. Mm. But it wasn't only the church, it was also uh, feeding them, learning to feed themselves and having a relationship with God themselves.
0: Now, when you were growing up, um, it was a different time, but did people have like family devotional time? Every day, once a week? Was that like a, an official thing? All, I don't think it was,
1: it was official.
0: Like every meal? I mean, I you know. I think different families did. Different so you guys things. didn't have like an yeah, official? We did. Okay. But I think it changed through the years and it changed through times. Yeah. Um, did you have requirements like you have to memorize this many verses? No, but or? Our,
1: this was before the days of the ones. And our, our our church had uh, a program mm-hmm. that we could could choose to be part of and learn verses and yeah. And I still I might have even saved that, but I still remember a lot of the
0: verses. Yeah. Once they're in there, they're kind of yeah. They're deeply etched. Yeah. I wasn't forced I wasn't forced to learn verses. No.
1: But they're they're in there. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think my parents enjoyed learning scripture and I picked that up from them.
0: Well there's something about children, you know, just even from my boys that type of school that they're at really emphasizes a lot of memorization at a young age. There's Mm -hmm. something about the way God made children's brains. At this young age, it's not so much, they're not so much logic and trying to sort out, is the Bible true? Um, Theology from a, should I, you know, argue about it? That's not what their brain does at a young age. Their brain just takes in information and learns it. And then around junior high, they start learning logic and disproving things. Mm And so really... Filling their brain with true things that we believe are true mm-hmm. and memorizing you know just good poetry even or just mm-hmm. but scripture mm-hmm. and filling their brains so that they mm-hmm. can later do the other mm-hmm. things because even now adults complain about how hard it is to memorize you know, <laughs> but kids hard. can learn pages and pages they can I'm amazed, yeah Quade's working on um travis's letter from the Alamo, and it's this super long. Thing that's a huge vocabulary words, it. and he can totally learn it because they just do it's amazing. It is so amazing. They just do. Well, is there any any other little tip you can think of from raising kids that you know anything you wish you would have done differently, or do you feel like you hit a home run?
1: Well, I, I do think you need
0: to pray for them a lot, yeah. I think that's really important. Did you pray together as a couple or pretty in your own quiet life? Yeah, Both. Did you pray like if I I read a book um, by Barna Group about uh, spiritual champions and it said that parents who prayed when situations came up, so let's say a husband loses a job or a car won't start or, you know, a host, you know, a a grandparent's sick. If everybody, if we stopped and prayed for it, that that Mm -hmm. made a big impact on child's faith. Was that part of like Mm -hmm. your growing up? Something I mean, happened, you stopped and prayed.
1: Yes. It's it, I mean, you have the God, the creator of the whole universe, ready to listen to you. It yeah. seems like it why why would we not pray? Right. So that it's just so and I think also the Bible offers tr- truth and a lot of the truth is, is very, very clear that it gives us the decision on what to do. And there's some things that Christian Christians um don't all agree about what's the right kind of education and a lot of things um but there are the principles that are in the Bible are very clear and and they give good boundaries in mm. our lives. Mm. You can always go back to to what does the Bible say? The Bible says that you have to forgive mm. there's a lot of things like that
0: well, when Bruce talks about you know growing up, he kind of remembers that you guys were pretty lenient in on the little things, but then you had hard boundaries and mm-hmm. wide, but they were really firm. Yeah, the, what's clear in scripture, with the, what's really clear in scripture with you boundaries. were You were firm there, but then on the little things that were maybe more cultural things or more, I don't know. I, I find myself sometimes disciplining when it isn't relating to my convenience or my comfort, mm-hmm. it's, but not necessarily like it's not a biblical thing that I'm so concerned about. It's more just like, that was annoying. Stop mm-hmm. it. You know, that, I feel like Bruce felt very comfortable to just kind of be, but then he was trained that this is not okay uh, out here. Right,
1: anything that's not considered of other people or loving towards other people is is wrong.
0: And we haven't really even talked about all the modeling y'all did with the missions and international, Mm -hmm. you know, just how that was probably a, a guiding principle is, you wanted your children to be kind and compassionate and caring towards people, but not just Americans, <laughs> that right. you kind of expose them to a lot of cultures. Yeah, I
1: think in ministry, when the parent, this I think is overall principle, that when the parents bring the children involved in ministry, that, that starts a pattern where they think that way. Parents who always leave the children home, mm. they're going, whatever they're going to do their ministry is separate from their children mm. um, I mean there may be some some kinds of ministry going to jail or some places that you can't involve your children
0: but they could write notes to the prison I mean you could involve them in maybe yes. not a physical going to the jail but you could right. involve them in this is where I'm going this right. is what's going on even a friend of mine who writes novels she involved her kids in yeah. picking helping pick out character names and,
1: mm-hmm. or visiting old yeah. people that
0: are yeah. sick or, of course,
1: we, we were in the position to take them when they were really little to Mexico um, and then when they were older to other countries. Um, but you always did it together. We did it together. And yeah. my role, my husband was medical. My, I'm a teacher and she always different things to teach in Bible or English or whatever. But my primary role was to find what needed to be done, and which of my children would fit? Yeah. And my children each had different skills. I have a daughter that that's, um had spent a year as an exchange student who spoke Spanish, so she translated for my husband one one uh, summer. And then my oldest daughter is very gifted in sewing, and she did a lot of sewing for the hospital. And her son likes sports. And, yeah.
0: So you just would see like with uh, Cherry, with sewing, something that she caught on to, she really excelled. It was, was she could could see something and know in her head without a pattern how to make it. Right. So you go to, you guys went to Liberia twice. I mean, I know Liberia is in the news.
1: Yes, definitely
0: in the news. In Dallas a lot. But you would go there, you Mm -hmm. would say, what's the need? Okay, we need sheets. And we have plenty of fabric. Lots of fabric, but.
1: But she, she did that. And sometimes it, it was a stretch, but it was a stretch that fit. For example, the first, the second time we went to Liberia, um, there was a guest house there that maybe had six or eight rooms mm-hmm. for people passing through. And it was run by a couple, but they had to go back home because uh, of a serious illness of a parent. And there was no one to, one to run the, desks, the guest house. So they said, we're desperate. Um, do you think your two oldest daughters can run it? Wow. That was a huge job. Yeah. Since it involved everything, preparing food um, in a country where the, the things that are used to having available are not available. And it involved uh, registering people, taking money, making sure their rooms were ready. It involved a lot.
0: But those two girls, I mean, they have different skills, but they're complementary Yes, and skills. they jumped in and they did it. And it just, it just builds them to know, I can do these things. Yeah. So that when they are adults and they see a, a job posting, they don't say, well, I could never do I that. I could never do that. So it stretched them. Yeah. But
1: they did a great job. Yeah.
0: And it bound you together as a family. You're in mm-hmm. these situations. You're in these foreign countries. Mm-hmm. You're jumping on trains. You're mm-hmm. getting into cabs and not sure you're going to the same place. And Yeah, there's a need. And um, you're the only one around
1: who can do it. And so just do the best you can. Yeah. And somehow, you know, it's the work is blessed.
0: Well, and then they begin, like you said, to see that life is ministry. Mm-hmm. Ministry isn't just for missionaries. Mm-hmm. It's for us to live in whatever form. I mean, Bruce, as his CEO role, or or not CEO role, COO role he had... People come to him in desperate times and needing help. And his heart is compassionate and kind and caring when he deals with situations even at work. So, I mean, he just has been modeled. This is what we do. And and even just your living out life here in America. You would invite people in your home who are from foreign countries. You've started how many different ministries? (laughs) I mean, even when your kids were in elementary school, we were just talking about what you started what club was it?
1: The International Club.
0: The International Club. Or, 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 or yeah, you know, just different things. The Chinese-American. American-Chinese Fellowship, yeah.
1: And they would be, we'd like to have the people come to the house
0: and have our children um, be part of it. So Thanksgiving would always have. Often would have other people. and Yeah. What did you say? You had 120. 120-
1: oh, that was, a, that was a Thanksgiving in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Way way too many people for, for
1: our size house, but you had hundred and
0: twenty five I mean, people for dinner, Thanksgiving.
1: Than a, no, no, it was a Thanksgiving dinner for International Club.
0: But, yeah. Yeah,
1: everybody people just it, things don't things don't have to be perfect. No. And I think if if perfect is what's required for us to do things, we're not gonna do it. I mean my house was a an an uh regular house. I mean more people than if they go outside, we lived in Houston, so
0: November was okay. November wasn't too hot, it not too, too cold. Bad, too cold. And yeah. Well, in international, friends. I mean, we've found even with the relationship we've had with Chinese students or Korean students is they're just so happy to be in an American right. home that they don't know any different. And so they're just so impressed. They're not thinking, oh, this is a dirty, trashy place. They're, no. they're, they're so thankful to be included and to learn about American culture. If
1: perfect is the, uh, it's what's required. Then none of us would do anything because we know yeah. we can't do it perfectly. So yeah, we just say you're welcome and give, you know. I pray, do the best you can, and God will bless the sure.
0: And usually, we're the ones that benefit, right? Right. They're amazing people that are coming. Right. And they're right.
1: And we do it for the we do it for the people coming and for God and we enjoy it.
0: Yeah. But we're not doing it, so they'll think. Oh, she has an amazing house, and she, and, and she had all the food ready for us, and it was all perfect. Yeah, you do
1: the best you can.
0: Cranberry in a can mm-hmm. <laughs> with the ridges, right? Yeah. Whatever. Well, thank you for being on the show and sharing all these great principles for mothering and for life and ministry. And I'm we're, we're here celebrating your birthday, and I'm so thankful you were born. So. You you. have quite the legacy. I'm
1: thankful you're in our family.
0: Well, I'm glad I could carry on the McFadden name as the matriarch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand